John, chapter 7. Jesus decided to leave Judea and to start going through Galilee, because the Jewish leaders of the people wanted to kill him. It was almost time for the festival of shelters, and Jesus' brothers said to him, Why don't you go to Judea? Then your disciples can see what you are doing. No one does anything in secret if they want others to know about them. So let the world know what you're doing. Even Jesus' own brothers had not yet become his followers. Jesus answered, My time hasn't yet come, but your time is always here. The people of this world cannot hate you. They hate me because I tell them that they do evil things. Go on to the festival. My time hasn't yet come, and I am not going. Jesus said this and stayed on in Galilee. After Jesus' brothers had gone to the festival, he went secretly without telling anyone. During the festival, the Jewish leaders looked for Jesus and asked, Where is he? The crowds even got into an argument about him. Some were saying, Jesus is a good man, while others were saying, He's lying to everyone. But the people were afraid of their leaders, and none of them talked in public about him. When the festival was about half over, Jesus went into the temple and started teaching. The leaders were surprised and said, How does this man know so much? He has never been taught. Jesus replied, I am not teaching something that I thought up. What I teach comes from the one who sent me. If you really want to obey God, you will know if what I teach comes from God or from me. If I wanted to bring honor to myself, I would speak for myself. But I want to honor the one who sent me. That is why I tell the truth and not a lie. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you obey it. So why do you want to kill me? The crowd replied, You're crazy. What makes you think someone wants to kill you? Jesus answered, I worked one miracle and it amazed you. Moses commanded you to circumcise your sons. But it wasn't really Moses who gave you this command. It was your ancestors, and even on the Sabbath you circumcise your sons in order to obey the law of Moses. Why are you angry with me for making someone completely well on the Sabbath? Don't judge by appearances. Judge by what is right. Some of the people from Jerusalem were saying, Isn't this the man they want to kill? Yet here he is, speaking for everyone to hear, and no one is arguing with him. Do you suppose the authorities know that he is the Messiah? But how could that be? No one knows where the Messiah will come from, but we know where this man comes from. As Jesus was teaching in the temple, he shouted, Do you really think you know me and where I come from? I didn't come on my own. The one who sent me is truthful, and you don't know him. But I know the one who sent me. Because I came from him. Some of the people wanted to arrest Jesus right then, but no one even laid a hand on him, because his time had not yet come. A lot of people in the crowd put their faith in him and said, When the Messiah comes, he surely won't perform more miracles than this man has done. When the Pharisees heard the crowd arguing about Jesus, they got together with the chief priests and sent some temple police to arrest him. But Jesus told them, I will be with you a little while longer, and then I will return to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you won't find me. You cannot go where I am going. 
The Jewish leaders asked each other, Where can he go to keep us from finding him? Is he going to some foreign country where our people live? Is he going there to teach the Greeks? What did he mean by saying that we will look for him but won't find him? Why can't we go where he is going? On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and shouted, If you are thirsty, come to me and drink. Have faith in me. And you will have life-giving water flowing from deep inside you, just as the scriptures say. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, who would be given to everyone that had faith in him. The Spirit had not yet been given to anyone, since Jesus had not yet been given his full glory. When the crowd heard Jesus say this, some of them said, He must be the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Others even said, Can the Messiah come from Galilee? The scriptures say that the Messiah will come from the family of King David. Doesn't this mean that he will be born in David's hometown of Bethlehem? The people started taking sides against each other because of Jesus. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. When the temple police returned to the chief priests and Pharisees, they were asked, Why didn't you bring Jesus here? They answered, No one has ever spoken like that man. The Pharisees said to them, Have you also been fooled? Not one of the chief priests or the Pharisees has faith in him. And these people who don't know the law are under God's curse anyway. Nicodemus was there at the time. He was a member of the council and was the same one who had earlier come to see Jesus. He said, Our Lord isn't let us condemn people before we hear what they have to say. We cannot judge them before we know what they have done. Then they said, Nicodemus, you must be from Galilee. Read the scriptures and you will find that no prophet is to come from Galilee. John, chapter 8 Everyone else went home. But Jesus walked out to the Mount of Olives. Then early the next morning he went to the temple. The people came to him and he sat down and started teaching them. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law of Moses brought in a woman who had been caught in bed with a man who wasn't her husband. They made her stand in the middle of the crowd. Then they said, Teacher, this woman was caught sleeping with a man who isn't her husband. The law of Moses teaches that a woman like this should be stoned to death. What do you say? They asked Jesus this question because they wanted to test him. And bring some charge against him. But Jesus simply bent over and started writing on the ground with his finger. They kept on asking Jesus about the woman. Finally, he stood up and said, If any of you have never sinned, then go ahead and throw the first stone at her. Once again, he bent over and began writing on the ground. The people left one by one, beginning with the oldest. Finally, Jesus and the woman were there alone. Jesus stood up and asked her, Where is everyone? Isn't there anyone left to accuse you? No, sir. The woman answered. Then Jesus told her, I am not going to accuse you either. You may go now, but don't sin any more. Once again Jesus spoke to the people. This time he said, I am the light of the world. Follow me and you won't be walking in the dark. You will have the light that gives life. The Pharisees objected. You are the only one speaking for yourself, and what you say isn't true. Jesus replied, Even if I do speak for myself, what I say is true. 
I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know where I am from or where I am going. You judge in the same way that everyone else does, but I don't judge anyone. If I did judge, I would judge fairly, because I would not be doing it alone. The Father who sent me is here with me. Your law requires two witnesses to prove that something is true. I am one of my witnesses, and the Father who sent me is the other one. Where is your Father? they asked. You don't know me or my father, Jesus answered. If you knew me, you would know my father. Jesus said this while he was still teaching in the place where the temple treasures were stored. But no one arrested him because his time had not yet come. Jesus also told them, I am going away and you will look for me. But you cannot go where I am going and you will die with your sins unforgiven. The Jewish leaders asked, does he intend to kill himself? Is that what he means by saying we cannot go where he is going? Jesus answered, You are from below, but I am from above. You belong to this world, but I don't. That is why I said you will die with your sins unforgiven. If you don't have faith in me for who I am, you will die, and your sins will not be forgiven. Who are you? they asked Jesus. Jesus answered, I am exactly who I told you at the beginning. There is a lot more I could say to condemn you. But the one who sent me is truthful. And I tell the people of this world only what I have heard from him. No one understood that Jesus was talking to them about the Father. Jesus went on to say, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know who I am. You will also know that I don't do anything on my own. I say only what my Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. I always do what pleases him, and he will never leave me. After Jesus said this, many of the people put their faith in him. Jesus told the people who had faith in him, If you keep on obeying what I have said, you truly are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered, We are Abraham's children. We have never been anyone's slaves. How can you say we will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you for certain that anyone who sins is a slave of sin. And slaves don't stay in the family forever, though the son will always remain in the family. If the son gives you freedom, you are free. I know that you are from Abraham's family. Yet you want to kill me because my message isn't really in your hearts. I am telling you what my father has shown me, just as you are doing what your father has taught you. The people said to Jesus, Abraham is our father. Jesus replied, if you were Abraham's children, you would do what Abraham did. Instead, you want to kill me for telling you the truth that God gave me. Abraham never did anything like that. But you are doing exactly what your father does. Don't accuse us of having someone else as our father, they said. We just have one father and he is God. Jesus answered, if God were your father, you would love me because I came from God and only from him. He sent me. I did not come on my own. 
Why can't you understand what I am talking about? Can't you stand to hear what I am saying? Your father is the devil, and you do exactly what he wants. He has always been a murderer and a liar. There is nothing truthful about him. He speaks on his own, and everything he says is a lie. Not only is he a liar himself, but he is also the father of all lies. Everything I have told you is true, and you still refuse to have faith in me. Can any of you accuse me of sin? If you cannot, why won't you have faith in me? After all, I am telling you the truth. Anyone who belongs to God will listen to his message. But you refuse to listen because you don't belong to God. The people told Jesus we were right to say that you are a Samaritan and that you have a demon in you. Jesus answered, I don't have a demon in me. I honor my father and you refuse to honor me. I don't want honor for myself. But there is one who wants me to be honored. And he is also the one who judges. I tell you for certain that if you obey my words, you will never die. Then the people said, now we are sure that you have a demon. Abraham is dead. And so are the prophets. How can you say that no one who obeys your words will ever die? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, if I honoured myself, it would mean nothing. My father is the one who honours me. You claim that he is your God, even though you don't really know him. If I said I didn't know him, I would be a liar, just like all of you. But I know him, and I do what he says. Your father Abraham was really glad to see me. You are not even 50 years old, they said. How could you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you for certain that even before Abraham was, I was and I am. The people picked up stones to kill Jesus, but he hid and left the temple. John, chapter 9 As Jesus walked along, he saw a man who had been blind since birth. Jesus' disciples asked, Teacher, why was this man born blind? Was it because he or his parents sinned? No, it wasn't, Jesus answered. But because of his blindness, you will see God work a miracle for him. As long as it is day, we must do what the one who sent me wants me to do. When night comes, no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light for the world. After Jesus said this, he spat on the ground. He made some mud and smeared it on the man's eyes. Then he said, Go and wash off the mud in Siloam pool. The man went and washed in Siloam, which means one who is sent. When he had washed off the mud, he could see. The man's neighbours and the people who had seen him begging wondered if he really could be the same man. Some of them said he was the same beggar, while others said he only looked like him. But he told them, I am that man. Then how can you see, they asked. He answered, someone named Jesus made some mud and smeared it on my eyes. He told me to go and wash it off in Siloam pool. When I did, I could see. Where is he now, they asked. I don't know, he answered. 
The day when Jesus made the mud and healed the man was a Sabbath. So the people took the man to the Pharisees. They asked him how he was able to see, and he answered, Jesus made some mud and smeared it on my eyes. Then after I washed it off, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man, Jesus, doesn't come from God. If he did, he would not break the law of the Sabbath. Others asked, How could someone who is a sinner work such a miracle? Since the Pharisees could not agree among themselves, they asked the man, What do you say about this one who healed your eyes? He is a prophet, the man told them. But the Jewish leaders would not believe that the man had once been blind. They sent for his parents and asked them, Is this the son that you said was born blind? How can he now see? The man's parents answered, We are certain that he is our son, and we know that he was born blind. But we don't know how he got his sight or who gave it to him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. The man's parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. The leaders had already agreed that no one was to have anything to do with anyone who said Jesus was the Messiah. The leaders called the man back and said, Swear by God to tell the truth. We know that Jesus is a sinner. The man replied, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. All I know is that I used to be blind, but now I can see. What did he do to you? The Jewish leaders asked. How did he heal your eyes? The man answered, I have already told you once, and you refuse to listen. Why do you want me to tell you again? Do you also want to become his disciples? The leaders insulted the man and said, You are his follower. We are followers of Moses. We are sure that God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where Jesus comes from. How strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God listens only to people who love and obey him. God doesn't listen to sinners. And this is the first time in history that anyone has ever given sight to someone born blind. Jesus could not do anything unless he came from God. The leaders told the man, You have been a sinner since the day you were born. Do you think you can teach us anything? Then they said, You can never come back into any of our meeting places. When Jesus heard what had happened, he went and found the man. Then Jesus asked, Do you have faith in the Son of Man? He replied, Sir, if you will tell me who he is, I will put my faith in him. You have already seen him, Jesus answered. And right now, he is talking with you. The man said, Lord, I put my faith in you. Then he worshipped Jesus. Jesus told him, I came to judge the people of this world. I am here to give sight to the blind and to make blind everyone who can see. When the Pharisees heard Jesus say this, they asked, Are we blind? Jesus answered, If you were blind, you would not be guilty. But now that you claim to see, you will keep on being guilty. John chapter 10 Jesus said, I tell you for certain that only thieves and robbers climb over the fence instead of going in through the gate to the sheep pen. But the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and he goes in through it. The sheep know their shepherd's voice. He calls each of them by name and leads them out. When he has led out all of his sheep, he walks in front of them, 
and they follow because they know his voice. The sheep will not follow strangers. They don't recognize a stranger's voice and they run away. Jesus told the people this story, but they did not understand what he was talking about. Jesus said, I tell you for certain that I am the gate for the sheep. Everyone who came before me was a thief or a robber, and the sheep did not listen to any of them. I am the gate. All who come in through me will be saved. Through me they will come and go and find pasture. A thief comes only to rob, kill, and destroy. I came so that everyone would have life, and have it in its fullest. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives up his life for his sheep. Hired workers are not like the shepherd. They don't own the sheep, and when they see a wolf coming, they run off and leave the sheep. Then the wolf attacks and scatters the flock. Hired workers run away because they don't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and they know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I give up my life for my sheep. I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen. I must bring them together too when they hear my voice. Then there will be one flock of sheep and one shepherd. The Father loves me because I give up my life so that I may receive it back again. No one takes my life from me. I give it up willingly. I have the power to give it up and the power to receive it back again, just as my Father commanded me to do. The people took sides because of what Jesus had told them. Many of them said he has a demon in him. He is crazy. Why listen to him? But others said, how could anyone with a demon in him say these things? No one like that could give sight to a blind person. That winter, Jesus was in Jerusalem for the temple festival. One day he was walking in that part of the temple known as Solomon's Porch, and the people gathered all around him. They said, How long are you going to keep us guessing? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you refuse to believe me. The things I do by my Father's authority show who I am. But since you are not my sheep, you don't believe me. My sheep know my voice, and I know them. They follow me, and I give them eternal life, so that they will never be lost. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father gave them to me, and he is greater than all others. No one can snatch them from his hands, and I am one with the Father. Once again, the Jewish leaders picked up stones in order to kill Jesus. But he said, I have shown you many good things that my father sent me to do. Which one are you going to stone me for? They answered, we're not stoning you because of any good thing you did. We're stoning you because you did a terrible thing. You are a man and here you are claiming to be God. Jesus replied, in your scriptures, doesn't God say, you are gods. You can't argue with the scriptures. And God spoke to those people and called them gods. So why do you accuse me of a terrible sin for saying that I am the Son of God? After all, it is the Father who prepared me for this work. He is also the one who sent me into the world. If I don't do as my Father does, you should not believe me. 
But if I do what my father does, you should believe because of that, even if you don't have faith in me. Then you will know for certain that the father is one with me and I am one with the father. Again they wanted to arrest Jesus, but he escaped and crossed the Jordan to the place where John had earlier been baptising. While Jesus was there, many people came to him. They were saying John didn't work any miracles, but everything he said about Jesus is true. A lot of those people also put their faith in Jesus. John, chapter 11 A man by the name of Lazarus was sick in the village of Bethany. He had two sisters, Mary and Martha. This was the same Mary who later poured perfume on the Lord's head and wiped his feet with her hair. The sisters sent a message to the Lord and told him that his good friend Lazarus was sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, His sickness won't end in death. It will bring glory to God and his Son. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and brother, but he stayed where he was for two more days. Then he said to his disciples, Now we will go back to Judea. Teacher, they said, the people there want to stone you to death. Why do you want to go back? Jesus answered, Aren't there twelve hours in each day? If you walk during the day, you will have light from the sun and you won't stumble. But if you walk during the night, you will stumble because you don't have any light. Then he told them, our friend Lazarus is asleep, and I am going there to wake him up. They replied, Lord, if he is asleep, he will get better. Jesus really meant that Lazarus was dead, but they thought he was talking only about sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. I am glad that I wasn't there, because now you will have a chance to put your faith in me. Let's go to him. Thomas, whose nickname was Twin, said to the other disciples, Come on, let's go so we can die with him. When Jesus got to Bethany, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was only about two miles from Jerusalem, and many people had come from the city to comfort Martha and Mary because their brother had died. When Martha heard that Jesus had arrived, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yet even now I know that God will do anything you ask. Jesus told her, Your brother will live again. Martha answered, I know that he will be raised to life on the last day, when all the dead are raised. Jesus then said, I am the one who raises the dead to life. Everyone who has faith in me will live, even if they die. And everyone who lives because of faith in me will never really die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are Christ, the Son of God. You are the one we hoped would come into the world. After Martha said this, she went and privately said to her sister Mary, the teacher is here, and he wants to see you. As soon as Mary heard this, she got up and went out to Jesus. 
He was still outside the village where Martha had gone to meet him. Many people had come to comfort Mary, and when they saw her quickly leave the house, they thought she was going out to the tomb to cry. So they followed her. Mary went to where Jesus was. Then, as soon as she saw him, she knelt at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw that Mary and the people with her were crying, he was terribly upset and asked, Where have you put his body? They replied, Lord, come and you will see. Jesus started crying, and the people said, See how much he loved Lazarus. Some of them said, He gives sight to the blind. Why couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still terribly upset, so he went to the tomb which was a cave with a stone rolled against the entrance. Then he told the people to roll the stone away. But Martha said, Lord, you know that Lazarus has been dead four days, and there will be a bad smell. Jesus replied, Didn't I tell you that if you had faith, you would see the glory of God? After the stone had been rolled aside, Jesus looked up toward heaven and prayed, Father, I thank you for answering my prayer. I know that you always answer my prayers. But I said this, so that the people here would believe that you sent me. When Jesus had finished praying, he shouted, Lazarus, come out! The man who had been dead came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of burial cloth, and a cloth covered his face. Jesus then told the people, Untie him and let him go. Many of the people who had come to visit Mary saw the things that Jesus did, and they put their faith in him. Others went to the Pharisees and told what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called the council together and said, What should we do? This man is working a lot of miracles. If we don't stop him now, everyone will put their faith in him. Then the Romans will come and destroy our temple and our nation. One of the council members was Caiaphas, who was also high priest that year. He spoke up and said, You people don't have any sense at all. Don't you know it is better for one person to die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed? Caiaphas did not say this on his own. As high priest that year, he was prophesying that Jesus would die for the nation. Yet Jesus would not die just for the Jewish nation. He would die to bring together all of God's scattered people. From that day on, the council started making plans to put Jesus to death. Because of this plot against him, Jesus stopped going around in public. He went to the town of Ephraim, which was near the desert, and he stayed there with his disciples. It was almost time for Passover. Many of the Jewish people who lived out in the country had come to Jerusalem to get themselves ready for the festival. They looked around for Jesus. Then, when they were in the temple, they asked each other, You don't think he will come here for Passover, do you? The chief priests and the Pharisees told the people to let them know if any of them saw Jesus. That is how they hoped to arrest him. 